latest in the Bova News podcast series. I'm your host, Kim Bremer, and today we're excited to be joined by Dave Rama of the Cattle Exchange. Dave graduated from Delaware Valley College of Science and Ag in 1975 and immediately went to work for Dream Street Holsteins. He moved up the corporate ladder and eventually left there in 1981 and started the Cattle Exchange. In the first couple of years, the Cattle Exchange specialized in private treaty sales and moving semen and then expanded into public auctions. They've handled many of the most significant herd sales in the country for 40 years, as well as eight national Holstein sales and hundreds of herd and consignment sales, primarily in the East, but all over the country. For the past eight years, the Cattle Exchange's Fun in the Sun sales offer the highest available genomic tested females you can find, along with guaranteed IVF sessions. Numerous producers from around the country and the world bid online and compete for the most elite females available, as well as many in the AI industry. Today, Dave Order buys a vast quantity of quality cattle for producers looking for cutting edge genetics that will raise their herds to new levels of production without having to build new barns. They order buy and select cattle from many around the country looking for milk cows and heifers that will satisfy anyone. With that, welcome Dave. Well, nice to be here, Kim. So you've been in this business a while. How has cattle marketing changed over the years? What's been the biggest driver for that? Well, you know, Kim, what's happened in our industry is certainly with the consolidation, the the number of herds that have diminished uh, over the years since I started. I mean, we we would we would work with a lot of herds that had fifty to seventy cows and fifty to seventy heifers, and we would we would have a sale on the farm, and 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 you could make it work. Nobody got rich at it, and certain you'd want to have a a nice sale, but you could pay your expenses. Well, today with a consolidation process, it's, you know, the sales are much larger. People are looking for larger volumes of cattle. Um, the whole thing is, is changed dramatically. And, uh, you know, back in the old days, you could sell somebody two cows and they truck them up and down the road. And today for what it costs to truck, when we sell cattle, people want to buy loads. I mean, loads of cattle. We want the truck full, and uh, it's all about the cost of doing business, and that—that's kind of where we're at today. Where does where has genomics fit into this equation? How has that changed? Genomics, uh, really, in the last fifteen years, um, has captivated our industry, the dairy industry, where. Um, we can really sort cattle now. You, you know, you can sort the upper end. The great thing about genomics is, and genomic testing, you can really sort out the bottom end. Um, so whether you're sampling bulls or whether you're looking testing your females, you go through it. You can pretty much determine the bottom third uh, productivity-wise of your herd. And so what we've done is in the past eight years, I looked it up, eight years now we've been doing our fun in the sun sales and we we select the highest genomic available females in the world, especially, you know, to, to, to offer to people to buy. Many of the bull studs will participate, many breeders that want to increase their, their uh, genetic uh, inventories. Uh, and what's transpired is that we found is that the very sharpest dairy producers have been paying very close to the attention to this 
because they, they don't want to build more barns. They want to just increase the production levels of the cattle that they currently have. And they're doing that. I mean, they are really doing it. And uh, so genomics basically is for anybody in the commercial world has really added tremendous value to their cattle and to their bottom line. Now, when it comes to marketing cattle, what's your advice to people who are selling their herd or an elite group of cattle to make sure they get the most out of their offering? Well, you know, Kim, one of the things that you you know you've been involved in the dairy industry for years. I, I, I we've done some of the most tre- most tremendous herd sales uh, and, and and consignment sales ever. We've had all these national sales and Odyssey Farm and. Oakfield Corners and Little Home, Ricecrest, Ridgedale. I can go on and on and on. And Ocean View, Seagull Bay. The one thing that I tell everybody is that if you're going to have a sale, your cattle have to be, they have to be well cared for. Uh, we, we've, had, we've had sales in the past where people said, well, I have 110 BAA herd and I'll walk through the herd and 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 um, struggling to find cattle that I could send to anybody. Maybe they have sore feet. Maybe they're really old. Maybe they got bred. Maybe they're there's a three quarter. The cattle have to fit. It, there's buyers for everything, but the buyers that pay the premiums they want cattle that are in tremendous condition. They don't want any sore feet. They want them bred back. They want them milking heavy, low somatic cells. And those are the cattle that are going to bring a premium. Now, if you add pedigree to that, if you're in the registered business, hallelujah, it's going to mean more money for you. If you add genomics to that, hallelujah, it's going to mean more money for you. But the primary thing is the cattle have to be in prime condition to sell. And that's, and I say, I stress that because over the years, been a number of times that I've seen that didn't happen. That's why I stress that. So, Dave, on the other side of the business, advice for people who are either looking to buy that elite animal or a group of animals to add to their herd? Well, what we do is, and we we do a lot of order buying for, for, again, very, very well-known producers throughout the country. And we we will sort cattle. We'll We'll go to herds, get information. We will look at cattle, every animal that we look, we'll look at every animal, inspect each animal before they get loaded. Um, but that a number you have to have parameters. So if if people say, Dave, I want cattle loaded on this truck that are 400 net merit dollars or higher, I don't want them any less than that, or I want them 600 net merit or higher, or I want them to be a PTA of a thousand of milk or higher. They give us they give us instructions of exactly what they would like, and I would say that uh, uh, when you're out buying cattle, you, you know you don't want to just have the average Joe buy them for you because a lot of people don't understand still today uh, what net merit dollars are or what DPR means or things like that. So you want you want somebody out there that understands and is going to send you and buy you uh, cattle that will make you money in the long run. That makes sense. 
Uh, a lot of things have changed, especially over the past two years after COVID came along. How has the pandemic changed cattle marketing? Are people buying and selling cattle differently today? Well, Kim, I, I don't know about other people. I know the cattle exchange. We, we, my wife and I, Mary, she really is the boss. I worked for her for over 40 years. And, and, and God bless her. She does all the accounting and everything. But we curtailed our, our public auction business. I cut it way back because, number one, I'm 68 years old. And number two, we have grandkids that we see on a very frequent basis and didn't want to have any problems. But what we did was we started again. We, we've had a number of online sales. For instance, we have coming up here on February 4th, the Bacon, the Bacon Hill and Friends sale. Magnificent offering of genetic cattle. Genomic cattle is, is, is some of the greatest in the world. And then, then later in the month, we'll, we'll have the pen coal online sale. And then the following month, we will do our fun in the sun sale based out of Key West, Florida. So we have, you know, we have really taken on more online sales. And uh, at the same time, I've watched um, Kim, you know, I, I look at the big volume sales that might be in California or Texas. And, you know, they send a, they sell a significant number of cattle online, uh, sight unseen, loads, just load after load. Um, so uh, the industry has evolved, uh, and and needless, and I think COVID's part of that, but at the same time, it's just part of the process of, of evolving. The whole industry has just changed so much. Yes, I think that, and I think we have seen that a lot more people buying animals online, not necessarily looking at them themselves, but moving in that direction. Yeah, exactly. How has the market been for cattle over the past year? And what do you see it doing moving forward? Well, my crystal ball, which I pulled out about eight months ago, said that in December, January, and February, the market was going to take off. And it was right. And that, you know, I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but I have been buying heifers and shipping a lot of heifers over the last six years, and as we changed our business some. But what I noticed, Kim, was in the last ten months, the number of heifers that were available to me has diminished dramatically. And I was I was moving. There was a time where I couldn't I couldn't get all the heifers sold that were coming at me, and now I don't I'm not able to find enough heifers to fill the orders. The reason being the advent of using so much uh, beef semen. I mean, in the east, there's a tremendous volume of beef semen that's been used in our herds. And that has curtailed the number of available heifers uh, available. So, you know, I said, eventually it's going to catch up. I think it has. Plus, you know, the co-ops, uh, I don't know what it's quite like out in the Midwest, but out here, you know, DFA, um, Agrimark, Land O'Lakes, they've put up you know, somewhat of a squash on production, trying to, you know, keep that down. I mean, I, I guess I can't blame them, but that, that at the same time has curtailed, you know, an expansion of a lot of milk. 
prices have moved up. Um, I see a lot of great things happening. I mean, I know that I know the inputs are higher, but everybody I talk to right now in the East uh, that's milking a lot of cows is saying 2022 is going to be a really nice year for them uh, if the prices remain what they are. So, you know, I, I just see a lot of pressure. I see a lot of pressure on, on cattle because there's not enough of them. I've had more, more calls for cows in the last 30 days than I had in the last 10 months, which gives you some idea how the market's taken off. Yeah, wow. So very optimistic outlook for this year. Yes, uh, strong. I mean, and, if, and, if, and I, my recommendation is this. If somebody is looking to merchandise their cattle and retire, this is a year to consider that. I mean, you know, I don't, however you want to do it, whether you go to your local sale barn or call somebody that merchandises cattle or you have an on-farm sale. If you're thinking about, hey, I'm 67, I'm thinking maybe, you know, some point, hey, don't wait for the market to go down. The market's moved. It's gonna, it looks like it's gonna continue to move barring any unforeseen breakout in the Baltics or somewhere. Looks like a good year if you want to merchandise your cattle. That's great advice. So in your years of marketing cattle, Dave, what's been a few of your highlights? I'm sure you have some good ones to share with us. Well, you know, uh, again, like I say, we, we've been doing these fun in the sun sales, which to me have been fantastic. I, I love working with the people we work with uh, on them and all the breeders and sales staff. Uh, They've been they've been just tremendous sales, uh, but but you know the quality of the people. You know, I mean, we again we've done like I say, Lyle Haven. You think about some of the names, all the big sales we did, and all the breeding behind the, the impact these herds have had all over the world, whether it's Seagull Bay or Ocean View or Oakfield Corners. Or, um, you know, we did Global Glamour and the Apple Cow brings a million dollars, Penn Coal Sale and Lyle Haven and Little Home and, and and the national conventions where cattle, you know, have gone on to win shows or made sons that have been number one in the industry. We've just had, you know, I got to say, I've had a wonderful life and um, we dealt with a lot of fine people. We've handled a lot of tremendous cattle that have really had an impact on the industry worldwide. And, um, and, 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 I'm, and I'm happy to say that. I mean, it just, you know, for us, um, it's, it's been a good ride. And, and you know, I don't want to quit. I, you know, we'll keep our fingers in it. I don't want to go on the road 220 nights anymore, but we're still very involved. We still uh, consult with a number of people, and uh, we still merchandise a lot of, a lot of cattle. So. So the, the future, the future of the cattle exchange looks like? Uh, still in business, still going. I, again, I mean, we, I used to do 220 to 240 nights a year on the road, and I don't want to do that anymore. I'm, I'm the first one to tell you that. Um, I got to spend some time with my family as you get later in life. And, and, and but um, the, the, the market, the, the, the industry is like I say, constantly evolving. There is, uh, there are a lot of opportunities here. I mean, for people, young people that want to work with cattle, 
and be paid handsomely, uh, whether it's in a herdsman position, managerial position, uh, AI industry, uh, consulting, nutrition. There are, it, it, it's a fabulous industry to be involved in. And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, we enjoy working with everybody we work with. So it's been good, good ride. Well, and certainly you do an incredible job at it. Thank you so much, Dave, for taking the time with us today. We appreciate it. Best of luck to you at your upcoming Bacon Hill and Friends sale and your Penco sale and your upcoming Key West Fun in the Sun. This wraps up our Bova News podcast for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow Bova News on your favorite podcast subscription service. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on the various social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube page. Be sure to check out our website, bovanews.com, for more information and alerts to upcoming podcasts and webinars. And this has been your host, Kim Bremer. And from everyone at Bova News, have a great day. <laughs>